Jerry Whelan, you are an Irish Jesuit. You are the chair of the Department of Fundamental Theology in the Jesuit University of the Gregorian in Rome. Last time we met, we were speaking about nine years of Pope Francis, what was continuous and what was new. And one of the things we referenced was the curial reform, and that has implications, which we didn't go into, about the role of lay people, including women especially. Tell us about that and what Pope Francis has been doing and the implications of it. Just to recall one thing that I said, uh, the document on the reform of the Vatican Curia, Predicate Evangelium, includes a stress on the value and the, the possibility of employing lay people in almost all of the roles, a wide range of the roles of responsibility for the Vatican Curia. It had to do with saying anybody who's in the Vatican is really working under the authority of the Pope, so you don't have to worry about priesthood, uh, bishop, that kind of thing. Now, it depends a little bit on the role. For example, if it's the congregation that's looking after priests, uh, certain issues there or things to do with the uh, secrecy of confessional can be relevant. However, there's an innovation with the document But in practice, at a sort of a quiet way, Pope Francis is doing his best to promote lay people and women now in in positions. And it's, you know, you need to do it with caution. But one of the points that made world news recently was the appointment of two women as consultors to the Congregation for Bishops. So, you know, theologians have been saying this since forever, and it's it's very obvious to to many people that lay people should be consulted on the priests that they feel would be a good bishop. And the insight women can have into men, frankly, the way that the mothers of, of a parish have the goods on a priest and know who's the really good one, that kind of thing. So two women have been appointed in this role. I happen to know both of them. One more than the other. Sister Raphael Petrini is already quite well known because she has a high role in Vatican governance, in the kind of property and uh, commercial side of Vatican activities. But the other one is called Maria Lia Zervino. She is the president of WUKWO that I worked with for 10 years as kind of chaplain figure. Uh, World Union of Catholic Women's Organisations. So if I may say a word about her, she's a very unpretentious person could be deceptive how gifted she is she's certainly not pushing for roles like this she's from Argentina so that helps of course she has a friendship (laughs) with Pope Francis Mm -hmm. Uh, she was a professor in a university a social work social research methods area she's a consecrated person so it's kind of between lay people and being a nun but she was asked if she wouldn't mind to abandon her academic career where she'd been on the National Justice and Peace Commission that sort of thing to become a parish administrator for which her community had a certain responsibility. So she replaced a parish priest uh, for a number of years in a poor rural area of Argentina, being the central coordinator of prayer services and training lay people. They were very scattered in different villages. Then she moved to Italy and uh, started to work with this WUKWO organisation as secretary general, and then she was elected as president. Just an example of the kind of work that she does. On International Women's Day, WUKO now organise always an event, some sort of conference every year. But for a number of years now, they have brought together women of different religions, theologically trained women, to talk to a theme. It has often been, in fact, something that Pope Francis will have got up to, Laudato Si on the Environment. Also, the Abu Dhabi Agreement, which is quite focused on the environment, very much together with the Imam of Cairo. So it's very much a Muslim 
Christian thing. So this would be Buddhists, Muslims, yep. Christians, Jews, yes. Jewish women coming together. You know, they make videos of it in English, if I recall correctly, not Italian. Fascinating to listen to them and you really do, you know, see God in these different people and uh, the, the way they respect each other. Pope Francis always has a popularity with, with people outside. Uh, so that's just one activity. Pope Francis is very aware of this and certainly Maria Leah would love to have him meet with this group. But he is going to meet with the mass of Wukwo, uh, a number of people. There's sort of an acceleration of activity with Maria Leah, uh, who's now a friend of Pope Francis. One other activity she's involved with is helping the establishment of uh, women's observatories at an international level, starting with Latin America, where she's comfortable, coming out of Catholic universities. It's conducting research at a very basic level, you know, village level, of the condition of women, aware that other organisations do a lot of very good research often about uh, women. However, there can tend to be a certain filtering so that questions that Catholics are interested in are not always asked, so there's no data. So like the coherence of family life in a situation of poverty, what's happening regarding breakdown, recovery. On many issues, however, they would be collecting information that others would, would tend to collect and maybe are not doing in certain situations. Uh, violence against women. In Latin America, the, the, just the information, the way women are being pushed more into poverty through COVID. So you have these... Catholic faculties that are doing the real technical work, but in each country where they operate, they're linking to the local voluntary expression of this women's organisation, the World Union of Catholic Women's Associations. And now that's going to spread. It's already moved to Africa. I think out of Nairobi they're doing something. So, so what happens when they gather this information, Jerry? Well, it's kind of in the hands of the gods in one sense. It's not that, for example, Wukwo does everything. But the point really would be policy information uh, that the Catholic uh, Church at, at various levels, including its access to the United Nations, multilateral levels, would be able to have data upon which to base policy uh, suggestions. For example, I don't think they're pursuing this, but the sort of a question that a Catholic might ask that others wouldn't. In countries where euthanasia has happened, there uh, can be a fear on the part of elderly people and of the families that are looking after them to send their granny to hospital because they're just not sure what will happen to, to granny there. So even for more ordinary health care, uh, there can be a problem. Now, nobody is researching that question because it's a little bit too ideologically fraught. So that's a sort of question that Catholics can research. So all in all, then, this is a positive development. How is it being received? Because we mentioned just very briefly in our last interview, the opposition that you said, the unprecedented opposition to Pope Francis. It's all very well, Pope Francis endorsing these women and their work. How has it been received on the ground, do you think? Well, you know, I have a limited access to uh, the ground or what people are saying. If you'll allow me, maybe this is a bit of a jump, but I mentioned this other sister, Raffaella Petrini. She's in charge of a lot of uh, practical administration of the buildings of the Vatican. Uh, so they say she's the highest position woman in the Vatican. But this includes a supermarket. There's a kind of tax-free supermarket for employees of the Vatican. 
great fun to, to go into, I, I might say. Is this for all food and everything? Food, yes. Less luxury since Pope Francis came in. They, they, they started toning down. But there is there are some hundreds and hundreds of employees in the Vatican. So it's one way of supporting their salary and they're really not paid much. But there's a tax-free thing going on. Anyway, just to say... I went into that supermarket with another one of Sister Raphael's community. They wear a habit, a Franciscan habit. But there was something about the staff, their sincere recognition of the habit and therefore this uh, this other sister, the affection with which they hold Sister Raffaella. You know, you'd always do that. You'd praise the boss kind mm. of thing. But you could just see there was a sort of relaxation, informality, humour that clearly Sister Raffaella has brought and the lay people, at least in that shop, mm. were responding to. So... I have a sense that there, there's a sort of common sense obviousness to some of these changes and people in the Vatican will accept them. Now, we know there's resistance in different parts of the world, but I think there's, it's just, as I say, it's so obvious and normal uh, that, that as these changes come in that they can be taken as normal pretty quickly, I hope.